Good morning, good morning. I am so, so, so excited this morning. Okay, guys, you gotta go check my stories. You gotta see my view. It's spectacular. I'm gonna try to give you different views every single morning. But this morning, just before starting the podcast, the sun started piercing through the clouds. And I said to Melanie and my, my group on Zoom, I said, it's as if God is talking to us. And it was like a, a, um, a, a spiritual effect, you know, when the sun rays come through and it said to us, we're going to have the best day of our lives. Okay, enough of that. Let's get to the financial core of this podcast, which is Rich Dad, Poor Dad. If you haven't, if you don't have the book yet, Honestly, I think it's a book you should give your 14-year-old children, your 15-year-old children, because it's an easy, easy, easy peasy book to understand. And honestly, as of, sec as of secondary one, seventh grade, I think it's an amazing book they should have in their hands, okay? And today's subject with Robert is about that most people are confused about their profession and their business, Okay, Melanie Miller will absolutely describe that in very simple terms with for you. Okay, in other words, they spend their entire lives working for somebody else's business and making other people rich, making other people rich. Remember, as long as you are working for somebody else, you are making people, other people rich. And I also enjoy what he's talking about here, what he's saying in this in in this segment, the note I wrote down was, in mind your own business, it really revolves around, you know, your assets and your liabilities. And this is something, an exercise we should all do at least once a month. I encourage my children at least once a month. And I, Marie-Pierre, I think there's a document we can deposit on the group Inspirational, The Millionaire of the Diamonds. If you haven't yet joined our Facebook group, go join it. Believe me, my friends, once a month, you should be doing your, your liability column, everything you owe, and your assets. And please, 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 no cars in the assets, no bikes, no toys. All I want in the assets is cash you have in the bank, stocks, RRSPs, real estate net, not mortgage. Because sometimes people say to me, I'm worth 1.5 million. No, you're not because you have $750,000 mortgage, okay? I want you to do this, this, this activity once a month. So intentionally, we are growing our assets. And at the end of the day, you have to ask yourself, what business are you in? So when people ask me what business are you in? Yeah, I sell Tupperware. Yes, I am a Tupperware salesperson. But the real business I am in, Maria and Mohammed, is real estate. We buy real estate to, and we are creating a passive income yearly to match what we need financially one, once we stop working. So if for Melanie Miller, she would need 250000 we decided to um, create that $250,000 of passive income through real estate. Sylvain Lalonde, he, he enjoys investing in stocks. He understands in stocks. And he has an income coming from that, which his goal is also to build a quarter of a million dollars with stocks. Annie likes to play it with RRSPs. And uh, I don't know what the English name is for the CELI. If somebody can find the English name, we can actually see the real name. And she'd rather work with that. And this is where our vision of a thousand millionaires has come from helping everyone 
part of the podcast and part of our multi-level marketing business, generate a passive income of over a quarter of a million dollars, but it starts with the vision of becoming a millionaire. And this is today with Melanie Miller and Marie Pierre, we're gonna nail this subject. So take it away, Dr. Melanie Miller, who's leaving for Australia for three months, Mel, three months? Two, just two, okay, take it away. <laughs> yeah, just two, <laughs> but still two is good. Um, okay, I'm gonna start this morning. Good morning to everybody uh, by just reading a, a very short little story. So in 1974, Ray Kroc, the founder of McDonald's, was asked to speak to the MBA class at the University of Texas in Austin. A friend of mine was a student in that MBA class. After a powerful and inspiring talk, the class adjourned and the students asked Ray if he would join them at their favorite hangout to have a few beers. Ray graciously accepted. What business am I in? Ray asked once the group had all their beers in the hand. Everyone laughed. My friend said, most of the MBA students thought Ray was just fooling around. No one answered, so Ray asked again, what business do you think I'm in? The students laughed again, and finally, one brave soul yelled out, Ray, who in the world doesn't know that you're in the hamburger business? Ray chuckled. That's what I thought you would say. He paused and then quickly added, ladies and gentlemen, I am not in the hamburger business. My business is real estate. And the top of this uh, chapter is called Mind Your Own Business. The rich focus on their asset columns while everyone else focuses on their income statements. So when Ray said that, he then uh, elaborated a little bit more and said, you know, my primary focus in my business, sure, is selling franchises, hamburger franchises, but I always had in mind that it's the real estate under the hamburger franchises, which um, is the success of the business and, in, and is going to help with the business. He says, McDonald's uh, is, has more uh, now has more real estate owned by them than the Catholic Church in the world. I mean, think of that. So he says that the, the franchise is just like the surface and it's the real estate underneath, which is the real business. And when my friend heard this, he said, you know, I'm, I'm now in the car wash business he said, but I'm not really in the car wash business. I'm in the real estate business too, because it's the real estate under the car wash business that's important. And you know, sometimes what you see is not actually what you get in terms of a business. And when I read this, I was reminded of the fact that in, MR, in our MLM, you might look at us and say, oh, they're just selling plastic. But that's not our business. Our business is helping people to change their lives, to have an income, to have an opportunity, 
to save time, to save money, to eat more healthily and be a solution to pollution. So selling plastic is never what I would say to somebody when they ask me, what do you do? I might say initially sell Tupperware, but the reality is I change people's lives. So um, what, um, Ray, uh, what Robert talks about is that when he was growing up, he didn't have a McDonald's nearby, but he had a constant message from Ray that uh, we have to um, mind our own business. And that is one of the secrets of the rich. Often people have financial struggles because they are were always working for somebody else. Many will have nothing at the end of their lives. Um, you know, we hear stories where people are scared to stop working because they can't think about how they're going to live. They won't have any income coming. Our education system encourages people to get good jobs, but their definition of good jobs are scholastic skills which will lead them to have wages, to have income. And most of our workforce work for money. So the question that Robert often asks to people is, what is your business? And quite often people will reply, I'm a banker, I'm a doctor, I'm a nurse, whatever. But then he says, yeah, but what is your business? And they're flummoxed. They don't really know what to say to that because their profession has become their business. They get the two mixed up. Their profession is being a doctor, being a banker, but they don't own a bank. And most doctors don't own a practice. And most vets don't own a business. They work for somebody else. And mixing up your profession with your business is something that people have got mixed in their minds. So they forget that their profession might be a banker, but I'm working for somebody else's bank. And don't kid yourself that if you're working for the government, you're not working for somebody who makes money. Who do you think makes the money from us? Well, the government. Like, just because it's not a business doesn't mean that you're not working to make somebody else rich. So when we go to school, we study cooking and we become a chef. We study science, we become a doctor, a pharmacist, whatever. We study law, we become a lawyer. We study auto mechanics, we become a me mechanic. But all of the time, we go into those things working for someone else. So what is your business? Maria has told us many times about her dad, who, he sure, he had a day job, but he had his own business on the side being an, a mechanic. So to become financially secure, you need your own business. You need to focus on your assets and not your income. The majority of people in life focus on the income. People are working for other people and they're always looking for more money. They're looking to get a second job, to do more training, to get a raise. 
but it's only helpful to do those things if you if you translate that extra money you're making into assets because then assets will start to give you passive income most people cling to their jobs and play safe when they lose their jobs the asset that they thought they had the house the car they all start to pile up as liabilities they don't have a means to pay for them they just keep costing people money so you know people who own their own businesses are often seen as a little unusual and imagine that robert went to get a loan from the bank and he he got turned down for a loan because the bank didn't like the fact that he had invested so much in real estate and that he was collecting rentals it didn't compute in their what's your weekly salary because as with anything in life when you run your own business your income can actually go up and down because depending on the success or otherwise of what is happening and i know many tupperware people who have been frustrated when they go to a bank and they fail to secure a loan or a mortgage because the $100,000 that they made doesn't count because it wasn't a regular income. So, you know, dare to be different. Dare to, to um, set up your own business and dare to stand out from the crowd. Your net worth, which is what the bank will assess whether you're good enough for loans and things like that, is no good to you if you don't have an income as well because your your cash flow you can't just live on um, things that you own people get into big financial difficulty when they have no income they have to try and raise cash they sell their assets they get a loss on their assets or if they make a gain on their assets they pay big taxes so the best solution is to keep a job at, that ticks over, gives you a regular income, but have your own business on the side. And most people that join Tupperware do this. They have another job. The Tupperware is their sideline. But as that business grows and they start to have a regular uh, high income, you can, what, what you have to do is you have to reduce your liabilities by reducing your expenses but build your solid assets and the best advice parents can give their young people and uh, Mary Pierre sent me a very interesting um, clip this morning which I listened to which was about somebody giving advice saying that the best thing you can do for your kids is buy them an apartment or a, a house so that they can get the app, they can get an income from that as rental that can pay for their student loan. They can live a good life. And at the end of the day, they always have this asset. So um, I'm not going to go into any more detail about that. I'm going to pass you over now to Mary Pierre. Ah, okay. <laughs> 
okay <laughs> thank you melanie so yes i really love i found this video by chance but there's no chance in life i think <laughs> we were reading it this book and uh, we know our phone is a little bit listening to us <laughs> so he said ah oh, it's something that she will like <laughs> that's it so yes this chapter mind your own business so there's two main message in this chapter so first like melanie said so first you have to pay off your debt so keep your day and job and start after that investing in income producing asset as soon as possible and the second message is to stay financially healthy by spending your time instead of your paycheck and investing as much of your money as possible in assets because the primary reason the majority of the poor and middle class uh, are fiscally conservative is that they have no financial foundation so they have to cling to their job and play it safe because they can't afford to take risk so to understand a little bit more there's eight points to understand how to mind your own business so number one like melanie cover you are more than your profession there's a big difference between your profession and your business just like uh, ray crack the founder of mcdonald's is not in the hamburger business is in the real estate business so you are more than your profession number two is what will you have at the end of your working days because financial struggle is often directly the result of people working all their life for someone else many people will simply have nothing at the end of their working days to show for their effort so the mistake in becoming what you study is that too many people forget to mind their own business so they spend their life minding someone else's business and making that person rich number three it's focus on increasing your assets to become financially secure a person needs to mind their own business so your business revolves around your asset column and not your income column so your asset column and not your income column number four is yes mind your own business so start minding your own business so keep your daytime job but start buying real estate uh, real assets not liabilities or personal effects that have no real value once you get them home so when we say mind your own business we mean to build and keep your asset columns strong so once a dollar goes into it never let it come out number five is reevaluate your purchases so he said in the book when the downsizing became the in thing to do millions of workers found out that their largest so-called assets so their home yesterday we covered that their home is not an asset it was eating them alive so their asset was costing them money every month not income their car another assets <laughs> when we talk about it was eating them alive the golf club in the garage that cost a thousand dollar were not worth a thousand dollar anymore and for example now if you are paid 25 dollars per hour and you decide to go get a coffee a five dollar coffee at Star starbucks the coffee is costing you more than five dollars because to get this 25 dollars per hour it will take more than one hour to get the $25 because you have expense to get to work. You are taxed on this $25 around 50%. So when you think about it, the $5 coffee is now costing you $10.
So when you are um, purchasing something, think about it, what it really costs you to get this uh, new purchase. And he said in the book that as your cash flow grows, you can indulge in some luxury. But there's an important distinction is that the rich people buy luxury last, while the poor and middle class tend to buy luxury first. So the poor and middle class often buy luxury items like this big house, diamond, fur, jewelry, or both because they want to look rich. They look rich, yes, but in reality, they just get deeper on, in debt on credit. The old money people, the long-term rich, will build their asset column first, then the income generated from the asset column buys their luxury, and they only pay in cash for their luxury. So the poor and middle class buy luxury with their own sweat, blood, and children inheritance. So a true luxury is a reward for investing in and developing a real asset. Just, just remember, assets is like business that will not require your presence, that yes, you have income even if you're not there. The stock, bonds, fund, the income generating real estate, royalties from intellectual, intellectual property, and anything that has value that will produce an income, appreciate, and has a ready uh, market. But remember that the goal is not to try everything on that list. You can choose one or two and say, okay, I want to have a lot of this. Like I say, we are in the real estate business. They are in real estate, not real estate and bonds and royalties. They one thing, so focus on one. Number six is, will your asset help you in a crisis? So yesterday, we talked a little bit, Melanie and I, and she said, yes, now we're spending a little bit more. And uh, they say, okay, we renovated the, the kitchen. And yes, we thought it helped to um, um, grow the, the, <laughs> the, the home value, but <laughs> uh, it's something that cannot help you in a crisis because you have to sell the house to get this money back. For now, it's just an expense. So yes, it is your um, asset will help you in a, in a crisis. Can you have money now? Number seven is maintain a simple life strategy. So keep your expenses low, reduce liabilities, and diligently build a base of solid assets. And number eight is don't forget why you are increasing your financial literacy. So the better you understand the accounting, cash management, the better you would be at analyzing investment and eventually have a big, uh, big assets and to uh, build something better, uh, bigger than yourself. So that's the eight points to really understand the mind your own business, what they call. I'm having fun here on um, Facebook. <clears throat> Monica, uh, Monica, Anna, she says, oh my God, I'm paying interest on my monthly coffee. I think a lot of people this morning are going to go, Oh my God, absolutely, absolutely. Um, you know, there, there, there are two key messages here in this chapter, according to me. Number one is pay off your debts and start investing in income producing assets as soon as possible. Like when people say to me, when do I start? Well, you know, clear debts, clear debts. Start by clearing the highest interest possible 
and then go all the way down. And for me, mortgage on my home has always been a debt. And I'm so happy that finally somebody else sees the home as a debt because it's, 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 a, it's a house that I have no mortgage since 1989, but it still costs me 1200 probably now, Melanie, $1,500 a month. I have to reevaluate. I mean, it's, it costs money to have a home. So, of course, you're going to clear the, the mortgage. Listen, uh, Amelie just bought a home 6.5% on her mortgage. That is a lot of money on a liability. That is a lot of money on a liability. Anyways, number two, stay financially healthy by spending your time instead of spending your paycheck. Okay, spending your time and investing as much as of your money as possible in assets. Because once they go into assets, we can't waste it. So my dad always said, don't keep loose money in your wallet that you don't need to spend. Put it away in the bank. Because you know that if we break a $20, we're going to waste the $20. Anybody else like me? We start by breaking the $5. Yeah, because once you break it, the $50 bill, it's over. It's over. And Robert reminds us that most people confuse their profession with their business. Thank you, Melanie, for bringing that to, to, to the scene. Yeah, absolutely. You know, my profession, yes, it's selling Tupperware. Yes, it's helping every Canadian, you know, lifestyle. That's my why, you know. But at the end of the day, I'm doing what I'm doing to increase, you know, whatever it is for you, stocks, whatever, because I'm building my passive income so it, I can continue my lifestyle. For those following my stories right now, I have an amazing lifestyle. I want to continue this lifestyle once I'm no longer in this business of Tupperware. You know, I, I, how many people I've seen retire Melanie Miller only to find themselves another job at Walmart because they couldn't make ends meet. So at the end of the day, you need to have a support system. One of the things I wrote down here is the, the primary reason the majority of the poor and middle class are financially tight. It's because they accept living paycheck to paycheck. They make it the norm. They accept having debts. They make it the norm. And they accept that their parents were poor. So for them to be poor, it's normal. I'm here to tell you it's not normal, okay? So you need to be, have a financial foundation. If you don't have one, join a support group. I really believe a multi-level marketing business is an amazing support group, especially us at Lediama. This is the first thing we teach you is how to turn money into double. You know, I'm just looking at Julie Chaillet this month. She generated over $35,000 in cash with her e-commerce business. It's absolutely amazing. Then you need coaching and mentoring and you need examples around you. Like look around you, who is financially intelligent? If there's nobody in your entourage, you have a problem. I'm, I'm here right now to tell you, you have a problem, okay? Even Melanie Miller with her PhD, she needed a financial person to tell her this house is way too big and you don't need it. And it was a life-changing 
recommendation that she accepted because we give the same recommendation me and Mohammed to a lot of people but they don't all accept it so I remember once going to a Tupperware conference and somebody said in the front you know da 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 you guys have a job your own business but what where it really comes from job is from Robert's book which means that yes I work for the government but I also have a job which means mind your own business so the real way we're going to write Yob is M-Y-O-B, mind your own business. You have two things every day you have to do. So yes, I sell Tupperware, but I also make sure I have a job where I'm minding my own business, okay? Because I've seen a lot of Tupperware people earn a million dollars a year, and I've seen them no longer in this business. And one of them specifically that I'm thinking of right now, she went back to cleaning homes. I mean, why? Well, because while she was making millions of dollars in this business, she didn't also have a job, <laughs> okay? She wasn't minding her own business. So once the profession died, everything died with it, and she was back to square one as if she just had started 16 years old. I don't want that to happen to you guys. So keep following the podcast. Uh, I encourage you today to do your liabilities and your asset columns. So you can, as of today, have a job. Start minding your own business. All right, guys? Love you. Off to the French. Melanie, amazing. Marie-Pierre, merci. Awesome. Bye-bye, everyone. Thank you.